You are listening to The Music Room with Aileen Miracle. Hi everyone, it's Aileen. Thank you so much for listening. This is episode number 27. And in this podcast episode, I will be interviewing my good friend Carla Chewinski about how to get the most out of conferences. If you have listened to my podcast before, then you may have heard Carla in episode number two, which was about the Kodai philosophy. I can link that in the show notes just in case you haven't heard and you would like to hear. So we've heard from Carla before, but I'm going to go ahead and read her bio so you know a little bit about her. Carla Chewinski has been an elementary general music educator for 25 years. She currently teaches at Indian Trail Elementary in Canal Winchester, Ohio, and works with first and second graders. She has degrees from Capital University, the Kodai Institute at Capital, and the Ohio State University. Carla was recently named the director of the Kodai Track in the Masters of Music and Music Education program at Capital University in Columbus, Ohio. She has taught Level 3 Kodai Methodology and Materials at Capital for the past three years after teaching Levels for 10 years at Colorado State University and Moorhead State. Carla has presented sessions on a variety of topics around North America, including the 2017 International Kodai Symposium in Alberta, Canada, multiple Organization of American Kodai Educators National Conferences, the New Jersey Music Educators Conference, the New York State School Music Association, the Ohio Music Educators Conference, and the Midwest Kodai Music Educators Conferences. Carla is the proud mom of two amazing children, Nick and Stella, and wife to Jim. She enjoys supporting her two high school sousaphone players at their marching band and concert events throughout the school year. All right, so for the beginning of this podcast, Carla and I will be talking, like I said, about how to get the most out of of conferences, but then we will talk about the OAKE conference, which is coming up in Columbus, Ohio, March 21st through 24th. 2019. So coming up really soon. We are co-chairing the event. We're super excited about it and we will let you know more details about that. Make sure you listen to the end because if you do register, there is something uh, that we are going to send you for free. Enjoy the show. I am super excited to have my good friend Carla Chewinski on episode 27 This podcast is all about how to get most out of going to conferences. And I thought about having Carla on immediately when I thought about this topic because um, I'm usually, when I'm at a conference, I'm usually at the conference with Carla. (laughs) And I also thought about having her on the podcast because we are now planning our third conference together. So we are co-chairing the 2019 OAKE conference together, but um, When I chaired the OAKE conference in 2015, she was on the committee, and we also co-chaired an MKMEA conference. Was that like in 2011? Does that sound right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's a long long time time ago, ago. yeah. Um, So when I am at a conference or planning a conference, Carla's typically there with me. So um, thanks so much for being on the podcast, Carla. Well, my pleasure. It's great to be here. Yeah. All right, so let's first start talking about why you love going to conferences. Well, I love, I mean, there's many reasons to love going to conferences, and they're varied and they change, you know, from year to year, but one of my main reasons is I like to go and be around like-minded people. I'm on an island at my school. I'm the only music teacher, as many, many people are, and it's great to be around others that have the same interests as I do. For and sure. Another thing I love to do is just to see the presenters. There's 
always so many great presenters at these national conferences and regional conferences, and I always come back with new ideas, always, never failed. And I also just like to go hang out and see friends, because that's really what it's about, too, is socializing with others, and people I only get to see once a year. So, you know, that's another reason I like to go, is to say hey to all those people. Yeah, there are some people that I only get to see at conferences. <laughs> like, good for friends, sure. you know, besides Facebook. Right. I'm only seeing them at conferences. Right. Oh, for sure. I mean, even you and I don't live that far apart, and we really don't see each other that much until right. we're at conference, so. Right, that's true, yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah. like so much of my teaching, just growing as a teacher, has come out of going to conferences. Definitely. Yeah. I think it helps just broaden your horizons. You know, you're in your own building by yourself, but you go to these conferences, and you're, there's so many other people that have the same um, challenges and the same um, uh, wonderful events taking place that you can celebrate and you can talk through things with, and it's just a great professional experience, but that professional experience then motivates and builds up my soul, my inner, you know, like it just refreshes me and rejuvenates me to go back and do what I love doing with some new energy. For sure. I, I think too, like, you know, classroom teachers, they, at my building, classroom teachers could potentially have planning together every day. Right, um, yeah, because they have that common planning time. And, you know, I do have another music teacher at my school, Katie, who often is on the podcast with me. Um, but sometimes she's just there for kindergarten and then she leaves, you know. Um, and that's just one person. Like, it, it would, it's just so nice to go into conferences when you can talk to so many other music teachers and just, you know, not feel like you're on an island all by yourself. Right. Right, and you might be thinking, I'm the only one that's struggling with this, or how do you approach this situation with an administrator or a parent? And look, somebody else is having the same situation or similar situation, and you can bounce ideas off each other and really just gain insight and new ideas. I come back, not just from the sessions, but just in talking with people about, oh, I could do this for a program or a folk dance night, or I could share this with my administrator. I mean, it just is a, a great opportunity to just learn so much more. For sure. All right, so what tips do you have for getting the most out of conferences? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the biggest thing for me is I have to plan my day. I really need to look over the session schedule um, and decide before the day begins what my plan is. Um, just to get the most bang for my buck, these conferences aren't cheap. And to go, I want to make sure that I hit you know, the ones that apply to me, the ones that I have the most interest in, and planning my day really helps with that because oftentimes there's repeating sessions that oh I have, to, I have to decide between these two look this one comes back again I could you know work my schedule this way right. um, that really has made a difference when I've intentionally planned those days out talk to people like whether they're your friends or new people don't be afraid to start up conversations and talk even in the session or in the exhibit hall or right. you know when you're going to get lunch there's always people around that are at the conference with you you know talk to people because that's our greatest resources each other. For so. sure. Yeah. Um, I also like to stretch myself and try something new when I'm at the conference. Maybe go to a session that I don't know much about or something that I'm like, oh, I, I'm interested in this, but, you know, I, I'm not comfortable to do it in my classroom yet, but just to try something new. Um, we ask our kids to do new things and to stretch their brains all the time. And for me, it's healthy as a teacher to get my mind stretched too. And, you know, know what that feels like it's a different feeling when mm -hmm. you're trying something new and everything that happens in your brain and the struggles and the successes so that, that's something I try and do at each conference too and yeah. encourage others to do as well 
Yeah, for sure. Just having an open mind and being, because sometimes you look at a session description and you're like, well, yeah, maybe, but then you go to the session and it's amazing, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Something that I have found really helpful is, um, like opening up a Google Doc on my laptop or a Word document or whatever and just typing up, like I'll give different categories, like I'll have a category that says choir and a category that says like kindergarten or whatever and just having a bulleted list of here's what I learned at this conference for each of those categories. That way I can refer back to it and just not forget all of the awesome things that I learned. Yeah, that is that's a great problem to have because you do go to so many sessions that you sometimes, you know, forget like, Oh, I, I need to make sure I do this. And that's a great idea to keep that document or a notebook or whatever, you know, right. someplace that you could just, you know, refer back to, to that. I started doing that. I think it was on you. We talked about this at one of our conferences and I started doing that a couple conferences ago uh-huh. and it has really helped, um, me bring those things back to my classroom because sometimes I'm not ready to implement that when I go to the conference. Maybe it's not um, right. for another month or two until I'm working on that set of skills or whatever, and I can refer back to my notes um, and implement that. So that's a great tip. Yeah, thank you. Um, and then also, it's something that I tried. I went to the AOSA conference in November, and um, I had some time in my hotel room during the conference that I thought, you know what, like I was. It, it wasn't a direct idea from a session, but it was, like, inspired by something I saw at a, a, at a yeah. session. Like, I, I got this idea from a session, and then I saw a picture book that was, you know, kind of along the lines of what I saw at the sessions. So I picked, I bought the picture book at, like, the West Music yeah. Booth or whatever. And yeah. I sat there and wrote out, like, I changed some of my lesson plans or wrote new lesson plans that were inspired by what I had seen at the conference so that I would make sure that it that's it didn't awesome. remain like you know just an idea plans for that week like when you were yes. back to teeth like really yeah. like ones that you're currently working on yes yeah that's great if you can implement those things immediately because like we said before if you don't you're going to either forget about them or lose some of the details or some of the inspiration that you yes seen. and um that's a great idea to to on the spot right there make some changes yeah, yeah. Yeah, I find like if I immediately implement something, then yeah. it'll stick with me. Otherwise, it just becomes like something that I thought was a good idea, and then I forgot to implement. You know? Right. Right. No, that's great. That's a great idea. Good Thank tip. you. What kinds of sessions, as a new teacher, did you really enjoy versus like what kinds of sessions are your favorites now? Yeah, that's a, a great question. You know, we're, we're, we're constantly growing as teachers, or I at least constantly try to grow. You know, this is year, what, 26 for me? Yeah. Things are very different in the world of education than they were when I started, and also in my experience. So, like, when I was first starting out, I was lucky enough to have found the Kodai approach, and I've never taught without it. So when I started going to sessions, I was looking for, you know, those master teachers um, and demo lessons demo lessons, that I could see them working with kids, I could see how they transition from one thing to other, I could learn more repertoire, I could see these folk dances in, you know, play in the classroom, or I could learn them myself, so I was really going for that, you know, hands-on learning things, because I was soaking up so much knowledge still, and um, then I was able, like you said, to take those things back to my classrooms, you know, and all the different grade levels I was teaching, 
now, I mean, I'm still looking for quality repertoire. I'm still looking for all those things, but I'm finding I'm drawn to um, technology-integrated sessions, ways to do it with intention and purpose, not for the sake of technology. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my school is very much on that, you know, path of integrating technology. Our middle school is a STEM-designated school. We have Chromebooks. We have all that stuff. But, like, music for music's sake should be the purpose of my lesson. And I'm not getting pressure from my administration, fortunately, to input, implement, you know, the use of Chromebooks because we have them, you know. Right. But, like, how can I use that technology to enhance what I'm already doing? How can I bring that the world into my classroom through the use of technology? And I'm really searching that out. Um, I also find that I'm looking for deeper ways to make my students think and deeper ways for me to plan things for my students. So really digging into some of those things um, that when I was starting out, I was just, you know, lucky to keep my head above water. You know, I'm learning so many things. There's so many new things. And now I'm looking for some deeper strategies and some, you know, really deeper ways to get the students responsible for their learning um, and taking ownership of all of that. Yeah, I think when I first started out, I was doing exactly what you just described. I went to a lot of like sessions with singing games with things that like I could mm-hmm. immediately use, you know, like a new right. game or activity or song or whatever that I could right. immediately use. And now I find myself looking more for sessions that really stretch my thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. No, and I think that's great because I think our, our students have changed and are constantly changing. Their needs are changing. The world right. around us is changing. Yeah. And we, you know, need to be thinking that way too. And it's, it's hard to do all of that on your own, in your own school when you're the only person. So these conferences really provide an opportunity to see things from all over the world yeah. that you would not see in your own little school that you can bring back. Yeah. All right, so... Name a few sessions that have been game changers for your teaching. Oh, that's that's a great question. Um, the biggest ones that have been game changers were from my first few years of teaching. I think they really impacted me. And two presenters that immediately come to mind are Julie Swank mm-hmm. and Jean Sinor. Um, I was fortunate to see both of their sessions. It, it must have been the first or second conference I ever went to. And mm-hmm. I was just blown away by their pacing and their flow and their repertoire and how they could do all of this in a 30-minute session and, you know, a 30-minute class period. It was just, you know, something to aspire to. I mean, I'm still aspiring in a lot of ways to, you know, bring that pacing and those strategies into the classroom. But the joy that they brought Mm -hmm. and the fun that the kids had and the learning that was being done just told me I was I was doing all the right things. I just needed to continue to work through because you know those first couple years out there were some not so great things in my lesson plans. We all <laughs> right. learn from them. I mean, let's be honest, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's just you know you know when I was I was teaching K six, so I had a lot of planning to do, and it was hard sometimes just like wanting to throw your hands up. But it was really inspirational to be like, no, you know, dig in, take a little bit more, try one more thing. Um, and they really impacted, you know, in a positive way. And I think it made the thirst of going to these conferences start right away, you know, because I went to these first few and I was just blown away by the amazingness of it that I was like, well, I got to go to these all the time. Right. You know, this is a place for me to gain, gain a lot more. Um, yeah. And now, like, thinking now, like, ones that really impact me, I think, like you said earlier, the ones that really caused me to think and really stretch yeah. and maybe step 
outside of my comfort zone a little bit um, are the ones that are really impacting me. Um, and it's more of an, inter an internal change, if you will, than when I was first out. Like, you know, songs and games and stuff, of course, I'm still wanting to learn and still implementing them. But, like, really thinking about how and why I do things and stretching that um, in me as the teacher mm -hmm. now is what really changes some things. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure some of the same sessions, I mean, we've been in so many sessions listening together. Yeah. Um, you know, so many great, you know, people that have done that. Nissa Brown is yes. one. Um, Andrew Ellingson's another one. Yeah. Um, I know we've talked about before how they just, you know, really stretched and, and pulled my thinking. Um, and I'm sure you have some. That yeah, have well... Things. You know. Nissa and Andrea were two on my list. Yeah. So Sorry, Nissa. Oh, no, it's totally okay. Um, so Nissa Brown, I've seen her present so many times. And I yeah. really feel like, honestly, I just, I, I, we call each other sister because we really love each other like sisters. Oh. Um, and I, I just really feel like her watching her teach. And um, mm -hmm. I was um, like membership co-chair with her years ago with OAKE and yep. um, watching her facilitate. I feel like I yeah, just amazing. soaked it in. I just loved it. But anyway, um, there was this one session that I felt like was kind of a game changer, really a game changer for me, where she, and I, I don't remember what the exact topic was. It might have been like constructivism. Um, okay. But she was presenting the song Banuwa and showing how, and she had video of her kids arranging the song um, uh -huh. with these sentence strips. And okay. I think because I, I was fresh out of like maybe could I level two if I had to remember. And um, I think I was just in that zone of like a could I inspired lesson. You should have six to seven songs in the lesson and you should have these, you know, magical transitions. And, and I still do that a lot of the time. But in this session, she was talking about how like, well, you could have a, a lesson here or there where you're just working on one project. It's just one song and they're working collaboratively in groups. And I, this was quite a while ago where uh -huh. that kind of thing was just not as well known. Right. You know? Right. And it, yeah, that's, that's mind blowing. When you hear yeah. That so okay. I mean, now okay like to do things differently and to think things differently. Yeah. Like now I think it's a lot more common for people to talk about, you know, having different lesson formats, but, but back then, right. It was right. mind-blowing to me. And and I think just to have the permission of, like, it's okay yeah. if not every single lesson looks this certain way. Because, you know, Kodai is not a method. It's a philosophy. Absolutely. Um, but I think sometimes the way that people interpret it is, like, oh, well, you yeah. have to do it this way. You have to do it that way. And that's not really right. the way that it was meant to be. No, so, not at all. Yeah. So, um, that's great. No, I, that's awesome. Yeah, so just having a structure of, like, this is the way that you could – lead a lesson was really awesome and yeah she's yeah. always amazing to watch um and then you had mentioned andrew ellingson every session that he does is awesome yep. um there was one session he did about creative movement that i still yeah. pull out ideas from um that session pretty frequently um just strategies for getting kids moving and um right. yeah i think we were in that same session and yeah we like, whoa i remember yeah sitting there and being like that's Make it look so easy. I know, like, why yeah. Why did I think of that? Yeah, and he had, like, a, a creative movement playlist that he shared of, like, here are his favorite songs or his yep. favorite pieces for creative movement, and I 
still have that in my iTunes. It's a playlist I pull up pretty often. So yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then there was a session quite a while ago that I went to that was presented by Jonathan Rappaport about ways to learn a new song. And up until then, I had been using like the part song method where like I sing a phrase the kids sing a phrase back at me like they echo Uh I sing another phrase they sing the next phrase and I mean I still do that every now and then um when it's appropriate but he he talked about in the session about how like that's not the way that kids naturally learn songs Uh um they learn them in their entirety and, you know, then uh-huh. they might just sing a little part of it, and then they might sing a little bit more of it, and then all of a sudden they're singing all of it, and how they should hear a song in its entirety, like, three times. I believe that's what he said. That's that's what I remember yeah. anyway. Um, right. And it really got me thinking about how to teach new songs in a different way that's just more natural yep. for kids. And yep. I still, every time I teach a new song, I still think about that session. So definitely a game that's changer. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah, because, you know, and it's, if you're excited about teaching the new song and trying new things, the kids pick up on that excitement. You know, if you're doing things the same way that you always have been doing them, you know, it, it gets boring as the teacher in a yeah. way. Yeah. Know? But to bring that and to keep you as the teacher excited about it, I think, is conveyed to the students and, of course, keeps them excited. Yeah, for and sure. Engaged. Yeah. All right. So now that we've talked about our awesome experiences with past conferences, I would love to talk to you about the (laughs) upcoming 2019 OAKE conference that we are co-chairing in Columbus, Ohio. I'm so (laughs) pumped about this. I mean, what a, it's just been a great experience to put things together and of course to work with you and like the amazing people um, in the organization. I mean, I'm, I'm, I know I'm biased, but I'm, this lineup, this conference has so many exciting things. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so what are some of the, I mean, we talked about how like, do, because we're co-chairing, we're not going to be able to see everything that we want to because we're going to be running around, know. you know, making sure everything's okay. No, things are going to be so well organized. Yes. Be so much, yes. Right? Yeah. I, I think it'll be fine. Um, I think no, we I probably think will still see a lot of it, but what are some of the highlights that you're like super pumped about? Well, I really, I really love how we've kind of organize these sessions differently than they've been done in the past. Uh So if you're looking, if someone is looking at the Oak website and seeing what sessions are, you're not going to see necessarily, this is an elementary session or this is a session for choral teachers. You know, we've really stuck to that theme of um, developing, you know, the hand, the heart, the hand, the mind and ear, that balance that Kodai talked about. And I'm really excited that we brought in different um, way to categorize things. You know, we're, we're looking at a well-trained heart, a well-trained hand, a well-trained mind, a well-trained ear. I'm really right. excited about that one. There's some great listening lessons out there. I know for me that's something I struggle with. It's those listening lessons and how can I bring the music of the masters or whatever music to the kids that is a stretch for them. And there's some really great sessions on how to bring that into our, our classrooms, especially at the elementary level. Um, there's also the well-trained educator and the well-traveled. Um, and then, of course, you know, other. There's, you know, a category that's so excited about the organization of things. Yeah. They look a little different to people. Right. And they're used to seeing. Um, but I think it opened up some ideas, at least for us, I know it opened up some ideas of some ways to look at things a little differently. Right. Um, and to bring those things um, together. So I said specifically the listening one. I'm, I'm really excited about several sessions that are happening there. Um, I'm also excited um, about our hoedown in OHIO that we're having uh-huh. um, on Friday night. It's 
pretty much just going to be a, a party time. We're bringing in the um, Westerville Promenaders from um, Columbus, Ohio, and a nationally recognized um, caller. We're having a live fiddle player, and we're going to have them, the promenaders, dancing for us, doing square dances, and then they're going to teach us the dances. So we're going to be watching, and then we get to do it. I'm really pumped about that. I'm a little bit of a square dance nut, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I absolutely love to do and I never get to do it, you know, with adults. I'm teaching right. kids stuff, but like to do it and just go and play and have fun. Yeah. So I think that's going to be just a great time to just kind of, you know, enjoy being with all these people, like we talked about before, like-minded people, right. and, you know. You know, music is a social experience. That's where it came from, you know, whether it be through church or religion, you know, back through the ages into social experiences of um, spending your Friday nights, you know, after all the work was done out in the fields for the week. So having that connection, I'm really pumped about what that night's going to look like. Yeah. What about you? What are you excited about? Oh, so much. Um, but if I had <laughs> I know, to choose right? a few... Um, so Joan Littman is actually going to work with one of my fourth grade classes to do that a demonstration. I know I'm so excited. So she's going to come a couple afternoons the week of the conference and work with them. And, um, and I'm going to do some, you know, prior teaching to that where I'll of be course. teaching them some songs right. and then she's going to work with them for two afternoons and then they are going to travel to I'm the all, Hyatt I'm Regency. All jealous, if I, can just say, I know, I'm so excited. Yes. I know. Joni's amazing. Oh, she's great. So she was teacher. She was both of our teachers, right? She's in yeah. level three. Yeah. And she was my level three teacher, and she's just amazing. And the yes. fact that you get to spend some bonus time with her, I know. I'm jealous of. But I'm, I know when she brings them, it's going to be amazing for the conference. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. Um, so definitely that's like, you know, number one that I'm looking forward to. Um, there's a ukulele session. And since I'm doing ukulele with fourth and fifth grade, I'm super excited about that. Absolutely. Um, there's a self-differentiation session, which I just think is such a timely topic. Absolutely. Super excited about yeah, that. There's some new things like that with the social, you know, like social and emotional. And yeah. Social emotional stuff. So if, you know, people are interested in that, there's actually several sessions we've throughout the conference that relate to that, which I agree with you. I think it's very timely um, in this day and age. And, you know, maybe it'll stretch our thinking. That's one of those things that I'm like, oh, I never thought about yeah. it. Like, like my kids, you know, my growing up and what my own personal children, they're nothing like what many of my students actually come through. And to be able to look at things with a different perspective or a different lens yes. is helpful, is really helpful, you know, to the human kind, but also to being a better teacher to my kids. Yeah, and I think just uh, we really were, we tried to be intentional with choosing of the sessions that, you know, that they really represented the Kodai philosophy well, but also bringing Kodai into the 21st century. You know? Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. So, I mean, like, like I said earlier, our kids are different than they were, you know, 10 years ago, 20 right. years ago. You know, society is different. And, you know, there's so many great things about the Kodai approach to the classroom. But we also have to remember we have to keep it current. We have to keep, right. you know, so that it matches the needs of our kids, which it, it does. It, it clearly does. But we have to rethink our thinking often yes. and our planning and how we bring that to our kids to make it relevant to them. Yeah, how yeah. do we adapt what we're doing so that Absolutely. it stays true yeah. to our teaching philosophy, but also meets the needs of students? For you sure, know? for yeah. sure. What about the mini conference? We haven't talked about that. Yes, yeah. So we're there still, are. I mean, again, we're trying something new here. Yeah, we are. You know, 
uh, the conference. Super excited that we're actually offering two mini conferences running concurrently um, based on the same topic. So we have um, Heart and Hand, Mind and Ear, Kodai's Musical Balance in the Elementary Music Classroom. And then we also have that um, same topic, but in the secondary choral rehearsal. Yes. So, you know, Leanne Garner's doing uh, the elementary one, and she'll be amazing. Mm-hmm. And then um, Eva Floyd is doing the secondary one, and she'll be equally as amazing. And how awesome that we can, you know, give this opportunity to our the attendees to, like, focus in a little bit more on, you know, their specific area, yes. but still covering the same ideas. And they've co-planned, they've done some things together yeah. to plan that out for the attendees. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, so for those of you who are thinking about going to the conference, or maybe you've already registered, um, so the conference is March 21st through the 24th at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Columbus, and the mini-conference will be on Thursday, March 21st, uh, from, now, is it 1 to 4? 1 to 4. Yeah, so, like, if you want to come a little bit early, or you're already coming Wednesday night, and you want something to do on Thursday, then the (laughs) mini-conference is, like, a three-hour, it's like a workshop. Um, so instead of the shorter one hour, you know, or 45 minute sessions or whatever, it's three hours. Um, so it's a nice chunk of time to really focus on, on a topic. Yeah. Super excited about that. I, I, that's something I would love to be able to be in both of those, but clearly that's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to figure out where, where we're going with that one, but, um, super excited about that. And then Fernando Malvaruz is going to oh. present the keynote and the part he's going to and direct the participant choir. And he's just amazing. I know. I'm so excited. I mean, yeah. he's amazing. He's amazing as a person, as yes. a musician, as a conductor. Yeah. And he has such insight. I cannot wait to hear his keynote. I know he's going to, you know, blow our minds and yeah. again, stretch our thinking. And if anybody's um, had the fortune to study with him, yeah. either in summer classes or wherever, um, him directing the participant choir is just, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, we're so fortunate to have him, to have him coming. Yeah, I had him for yeah. two years of musicianship and two years of conducting, and I'm, I just feel so fortunate. He's just such an amazing, sure. amazing oh, educator yeah. and musician. And he's, just, he's, a, he's a great guy, too. I mean, he's yes, a good, amazing a good, person. A good person. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, yeah, anything else? Let's see, there's so many great things. What haven't we mentioned? Uh, Tanya Lejeune, about? for one of the morning sings, she's going to do oh. morning mindfulness, where she'll it. be sharing some mindfulness strategies. Um, yeah, we're bringing back those morning things. If yeah. people don't know what those are, it's just a time where we gather first thing in the morning. All the participants gather, I mean, if you want to, right. and um, we just kind of warm up our voices and, and warm up our minds for the day that's coming. Yeah. Um, uh, Tanya's doing one of those, as you mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. She'll be awesome. And then uh, Georgia Newland's doing one for us. Who is truly and one of my favorite conductors. I love yes. her conducting. And she, yep. I just love her as a person. But just to oh, watch her conduct is just, I love it. Yep, yep. And then Donna Menhart's doing another, one of the other days. So yeah, and she'll be great too. Bring their own unique, you know what I'm saying, amazing aspects to it. And um, uh, I just remembered the morning things are going to be in that big open atrium. Oh, that's right. Um, at the yeah. Hotel. So, like, we could just wake up everybody in the hotel. And <laughs> right, yeah. With our lovely singing. Yes. It's a great facility um, yeah. that is just going to be in the morning. I just envision it being awesome. Just Yeah, I'm 
so I'm excited. Making that. So yeah, gosh, I'm excited. I am too. So, too, but like it's you know talking about it gets me pumped. Yes. So if you're listening and uh, you haven't yet registered, but you're now maybe interested in registering, if you go to the OAKE website, you can find out information there. So that's OAKE. Org. And I will also leave a link in my show notes. So if you go to MrsMiraclesMusicRoom.com and you click on podcast and then podcast 27, then I will leave information about conference registration there as well. We are recording this on January 19th, and I'm hoping to get the podcast episode out in a few days. Um, so by the time I get the podcast out, there will still be time to register uh, for early bird registration so you get a cheaper price that way. And yeah. that deadline is January 31st. Yeah. And if you're at all interested or seriously considering it, it's a pretty big price difference Yes. Um, with that uh, early bird registration. Um, I want to say it's almost a $100 difference. I mean, that's a pretty sizable amount. Right. Of money, um, and you know, if you can't come for the whole conference, they do have one day registration. Right. That if you could come down for Saturday or for Friday. Right, especially um, if you're local to the area. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going through Sunday morning. We're bringing back the Sunday morning session. Like oh, and we here. didn't even talk about Christopher um, Roberts. I'm and super we didn't bring excited. Up Christopher yet. I mean, yeah. Forget him, right? Uh, yeah, he's amazing, I mean, and his. Oh. Um, And let me pull it up here so I make sure that I'm reading it correctly. So he's doing the Sunday Spotlight session, which is similar to the mini conference in that it's a longer amount of time. It's a two-hour session, and nothing else is going on during that. So he's the only session going on. And his session is entitled Toward a Mindful and Heartful Music Class. And he will be... Yeah, he'll be talking about encouraging students to see two sides of an issue, developing empathy towards others with different life experiences, considering the importance of tradition, um, alongside contemporary ideas such as gender, race, and class. And he's doing this through the lens of Kodai Inspired Teaching, which just sounds amazing. And you know what's so cool is that we're going to end the conference all together. I'm so excited to be a part of that. You know, um, that culture, we've talked a lot about that, being around like-minded people and um, being all together in those morning things or the participant choir um, and then ending with us all in the same session together if you're able to stay through Sunday. I I just, it's, you can't, you know, you, you can't describe it, the feelings that you're going to leave with um, and being with others. I know, I'm just super excited yeah, um, to be a yeah. part of that. Well, and I actually have a story now that you're saying that. So um, after I went to last year's conference where Jill Trinka did uh-huh. the Sunday Spotlight session, um, yeah. that's when I was really like, really motivated like I think I called you up right after that and said we have to do we have to do the Sunday spotlight session because like you said it was such a great way to end together but what was even more like emotional for me is that my very first OAKE conference was in oh gosh uh, 2001 in Williamsburg Williamsburg and um, Jill Trinka I believe was the president of OAKE at the time she was I was on the board at that time. Yes. Wow. Okay. So, and that conference was just like life-changing for me for a variety of reasons. It was, it was awesome. It was really great. great. But it was just, it, it. there were things going on in my life at the time. It was just life-changing. But um, yeah. she ended the conference um, kind of like you would with a Sunday Spotlight session, right? So she ended the conference with the song, Sisters Now Our Meeting Is Over, which is... 
Sisters, now our meeting is over. Sisters, we must part. And it's just this really beautiful song, right? And she led us where we're like hand in hand, kind of like you would with Snail Snail or something, where she like led us around the room while she was singing that. And it was just emotional. Well, so last year at in Oklahoma, um, she did the Sunday Spotlight session, and then she ended with that song, and I was just, oh like, gosh. so emotional, like, oh, my gosh, like, that, you know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was just great. So, yeah, it's a really yeah, great way exactly to end. that, you know, like, you, you, you can't put words to that, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what an awesome time for you, personally, that you got to experience that, yeah. have that connection, you know, from before. Yeah. But also, how cool that you were a part of that with that group of people in that room. Yeah. You know, you'll never forget that. Yeah. It was just great. So you know, no, that's awesome. I mean, there's there's so many great things. I, I encourage anyone that's able to please come and join us. We would love to have you there. Um, and I, I think it's going to be a, a, a great time and a fun time and lots of learning. Yes, for sure. So for those of you listening, if you do register by the early bird deadline, if you're listening to this and you decide, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Um, if you send me an email at aileen.miracle at yahoo.com, then Carla and I are going to put together some goodies for you that we'll send you for free, Absolutely. like things that you can use in your music room. So, oh, and if sure. you Happy have, yes, and if you've already registered and you just happen to be listening to this, you can do the same thing. You can still send us an email, even if you've already registered, and we'll do the same thing. We'll send you some goodies. Yep. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing people. Oh, my gosh, I'm just so excited I mean, yes. I've been excited but like talking about it again yeah. like digging in and looking at all the stuff that's coming to be it'll be here before we know it yes super exciting yeah. alright do you want to talk about what we're consuming yeah so um my recent thing is I um, just got my Google Level 1 certification. That's and, so exciting. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't really mean anything except that I feel like I learned so much. Google has this um, tutorial set up that you can go through and do all these modules to, to learn about it. And it really just enhanced my teaching. I learned so much more about how to implement that Google suite of products uh-huh. and classroom and YouTube um, into my class and um, just got that certification. So I'm moving on to level two. I don't know what that means yet. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Yeah, if you send me a link, I could share that in the show notes um, oh, okay. so that if people are interested in doing that. I'll be happy to send that to you. Sure thing. Because I, I just recently learned, like with Google Forms, that you can add sections to the form. Yeah. Um, and just things like that, like little things like, oh, my gosh, that's so awesome that I, I didn't know I, I could know. do that, you know. So I bet you'd yep. get a lot of that. Oh, yeah, and just ways to make it easier. I'm like, dude, that's what I need, all these time-saving little things, you know, that, you know, I can do. You know, I don't do that with my kids necessarily because I only have first and second graders, but... Um, in my preparation, and my planning, I, you know, in communication with parents, I've utilized a lot of that stuff, learned a lot of little things that, that's slick, I think, you know, so yeah. I'm excited to, to do that. I encourage others to do it too, because I, I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Awesome. Well, mine is not educational at all, but I <laughs> watched um, an episode of Tidying Up with Marie Kondo with 
Jenna, my 14-year-old, she was like, Mom, yeah. you have to watch the show with me. I'm like, okay. So we sat and watched it. And it was great, and it is now the reason that I am looking at a huge pile of clothes on my bed. Like, I'm recording this podcast sitting on my bed, and there is a huge pile of clothes on my bed. <laughs> wow. Good for you, then. You put that into action. I did, but now I have to make sure I actually clean it up before we go to bed tonight. <laughs> right. I mean, there is that piece of it, right? You know, the first it, step. You took the first step. Yes, but I struggle with organization. Like, I'm good with my digital organization but when it comes to like physical organization it's harder for me like I really have to try harder at it so I want to watch more of this show because I think it's gonna it's gonna help me out that's great you go girl yeah and the next step after my my closet could be like my classroom and all my manipulatives that are shoved into a drawer right so much for coming on the show today I really appreciate it it's my pleasure as always great to talk with you and um yeah I'm excited with what's coming up and hope others can join us yes for sure all right bye all right